Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Good morning and welcome to Tech Talk for Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, the first show heading into really the Christmas season. I'm Gary Beyer. I'm subbing in for uh, Alan Perry, who's down in California at Disneyland. With me is... I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. I'm doing double duty this weekend, co-hosting with Gary. Uh, we're live on Saturday morning. Our usual Sunday afternoon rebroadcast will be preempted by Seahawks football, uh, but there'll be a podcast if you miss some of the live show on Saturday. Now, if you want to take part in the show, and this show is for you, it's you, the listeners, who are supposed to be questioning or throwing questions at us, then see if you can stump us. You can uh, text us on your mobile phone, star 1070, on the landline, you can call us at 250-386-1161, text us at 107010. Please include your first name so we know who we're talking with. Uh, you can uh, email us, no, yes, you can email us at techtalk at cfax1070.com. Now, as Brian and I are doing this uh, with, without Alan today, if you call, please bear in mind that you might be on the line a little bit longer, so we would really prefer text or email. But again, if you're desperate to be on the radio, call on in. <laughs> yeah, if we miss you, uh, try again. It's likely that I'm talking and I can't just pick up the receiver at the moment. Now, we talk a lot about safety, security. Alan loves yeah. talking about safety and security. So <laughs> here's one of the things that we're going to talk about. One more reason why we recommend you do not use third-party password managers. LastPass has been hacked again. And this time the hacker got customer data. If you have a LastPass account, although they insist your master password is safe, we recommend you change it anyways. Even better, get Brian or Alan to teach you their hyper-secure but easy-to-remember password formula. And that way you're not going to be reliant on a third party. Yes. The other thing I really recommend, Brian, and you know we used to recommend, don't write down your passwords. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I'm now recommending that to customers and to put what they've written down in a secure place. I personally have a safe at home, and I have a safe at the store, obviously. Yep. So all of that is in there. In case I do forget, yep. I don't have to go through that whole rigmarole of trying to remember, click here for a new password, where's your two-factor authentication, we want your first and second born's third names, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Alan's going to tell me I'm nuts. Well, guess what? I don't care. I don't know. Like, uh, Keychain on Apple is amazing. Encrypted, syncs across all your devices. On Edge... Using the encrypted safe password saver on there, I don't, I don't, I would never write something down on paper again. Well, the problem with that is, you know, it's it's on my computers. Sometimes I'm really stupid and I walk away from them. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah, it's all vulnerable. I guess my comment to that is, it's always just you're to get into Windows or your Mac, it needs to be password protected so that you're not leaving it open and then anyone can jump in and. But I'm leaving my computer open right now. <laughs> it's right there, Brian. Well, so if I walk out. You have access to everything. I guess set, set it to go to sleep and put the password back on within like 20 minutes or something. You and you'll be that, mostly yeah. safe. Or guess what? If I crash my computer, I still have all my passwords. Yeah. I mean, if a safe is a place to put them, not in a book beside your computer. If you have a safe, no, I no, don't no, have no. much complaints. No, no. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't have that little black book sitting around where people can see it. Absolutely not. So again, Alan may say I'm nuts. Oh, well, guess I am. <laughs> Anything you got? Uh, I'm just going to, let's go straight live to a caller here. Ooh. One second here. Hi, you're live on, uh, on CFAX. Hello, the phone. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I, I just wanted to ask about transferring information uh, to a new iPhone and mm. not transferring all the photos. 
Well, Brian, that would be you. <laughs> what uh, do you use or what do you want to do with your photos? <clears throat> well, eventually I could just put them um, like on a, either a disk drive or I guess maybe on my laptop. But um, yeah, I just I just don't want to transfer them all. One, I got a um, phone that doesn't have as much memory as the previous phone. Sure. Um, and I just kind of want to start fresh, so... Uh, yeah. with, uh, iCloud is so good about having, um, you know, your cloud storage for your photos and you can set it to not use up your space and so that it prioritizes keeping space available and it'll only keep low resolution of your photos and then you can have a cloud copy. I really think it's the most kind of elegant way. Um, you can pay, it's $1.29 to get 50 gigs of iCloud storage a month, which covers a lot of people for the photos. You That's would have a lot to, of photos. You would have to be shooting like crazy to go over that. Um, so typically, I think the nicest way to do it, I don't love doing a migration to a new iPhone, but make sure you have are set up with your Apple ID, you're signed into iCloud, and you can go down the iCloud page and check all the different things like your keychain, your photos, um, email, and all of this. And then when you sign into that new device with your ID, all that iCloud stuff will just come over. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of the easiest, and I see the fewest problems. That way the migration sometimes creates errors going from one uh, older device or an older OS to the new one. So sorry. So I do actually um, have the extra okay. uh, the storage, yeah. but um, so if I just delete them off of the older phone, they're on the cloud, and I can sort through them and delete ones no. at my leisure later. No, that's a, a common misunderstanding about how iCloud is working. It's uh, it's uh, backing up what you have. And if you delete what you have on your phone, it deletes the backup of it. That's what I was thinking it would do. Yeah. So So, so I think maybe what you could do is go on your desktop computer and go sign into iCloud.com with your Apple ID. And then from there, you can select all the f photos you want and download them to your desktop and then safely remove them from the cloud. And then they won't be in your uh, iPhoto iCloud storage anymore. Okay. So I'd just do that then before I do the migration to the new phone just to... Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty straightforward way to do it. Okay, and then just so when I do that on the laptop, then um, is there like I just plug it into the laptop and then um, just like drag them into a picture file if I don't? Uh, yeah, you don't need to plug it into the laptop because if you do have your uh, your photos back up into iCloud, you uh, go to iCloud.com and sign in. Okay, and uh, and then you'll be able to see your whole photo library there, and you can just. You know, drag and select over a whole bunch or select whole folders and click to download the folder to your, your computer. Okay. Yeah, so we don't, I love not having to plug devices anymore. I hated back in the day when you'd like plug in your iPhone to sync yeah. it to iTunes and all these things. It always just created a headache. You know, everything just syncs across iCloud uh, and you have access to your data through there. And that's great that you have the expanded storage. That's really helpful. Yeah. So then um, for backing up those photos, mm -hmm. I understand like a external drive doesn't last forever. Like, what's the, I mean, yeah, what's the best way, I guess, burning it on a CD, but then laptops aren't coming with drives anymore? Right. So. No, uh, having backups of it. So if it's on your desktop, you have a physical backup, but really cloud storage is the way these days. They're just so reliable and all drives of, that we buy will eventually fail. Whereas the clouds, these are servers and they're rotating out these hard drives and keeping them fresh and they have redundancy. A cloud is really the safest way. And if you want it to be, you know, 
just almost neurotic about it, sometimes you can you can keep a physical backup. That's my opinion. I don't know if Gary, you feel the same way. Um, with with my store, obviously at Tesseract, I've got not only cloud backup, but we rotate a number of different hard drives. So mm -hmm. I have physical backups and I have cloud backup. I know a number of other businesses, including accounting firms, bookkeeping firms, they're rotating some external hard drives, which mm -hmm. are kept off-site. Yep. And they have cloud backup. Now, cloud backup to me is is the way to go. It's saved my butt at the store a few times when computers have crashed. Yep. Yes, even computer stores, computers crash. <laughs> we don't always play with the newest technology. So for me, yes, I would more than recommend cloud backup. If you want to become, you know, one of those people that is, is a bit paranoid about information, yes, you can at the same time do a physical backup to an external drive. Yep. That way you've got redundancy in case of catastrophic failure. Yeah, yeah. Even if you do something or your partner or something does something silly and then deletes it from the cloud, like they're ah. very secure. But maybe there's a human error, so the redundancy. Yeah, it, I, you know, I could see cases where it's helpful, but typically the cloud is just so good these days and so helpful, like we've been talking about. Um, that's um, what I tend to do. Okay, and then I was looking for your program on the CFAX, I guess iHeart. Um, programs um, like when I look for any CFAX program and it's not there anymore is that oh it ought to be yeah we're still regularly uploading our our episodes to that side um, if you go to shownotes.ca typed into your address bar you'll be redirected to our regular show notes you may be familiar with reading through those um, Wait, but the pod, the podcast like Alan's picture used to be there as a program on CFAX yeah. So, so in the show notes, we post each week. Uh, when we're done the show, I upload the podcast and post a link in the show notes, which actually goes to our uh, our SoundCloud. Um, that's that way. We know that one is always up. I'm not exactly sure what's happening with iHeart right, right now. Yeah, I'd have the, to look uh, into that. The link to the iTunes okay. is on the page, as is uh, Grover Podcast for Windows PCs, and the Android app is also listed. Podcast.google.com. Yeah, okay. if, if you have a so if you have an iPhone, the podcast app on there, search Tech Talk with Alan Perry, uh, and you can just subscribe to the podcast, and then you'll get notifications when the new episodes come in, and they'll come directly to your phone. You won't have to go searching for them. Okay, I'm I'm just sometimes in in the CFAX website and listening sure. Oh, sure. to uh, previous oh, shows, and I can't find it there, so I just was wondering if I was missing something. Okay, well, thank you so much for your help. Thank you. You thank take you. care. Have enjoy a, your weekend. Have a great okay. weekend. So, bye bye. Speaking of the weekend. Do you know what tonight is? Ooh. <laughs> nope. It's, <laughs> it's been it, a busy week with Alan away. It's the light truck parade. Oh, yes. Exciting. Every year that is on, I make sure that uh, that Michelle and I, we, we come downtown. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the best corners we've found is Yates at uh, Blanchard. Okay. When they come down the hill and where the old Capital Six is, they come around yep. the corner. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. And what time is that? I believe it leaves Ogden Point at 530. So okay. it heads all the way up towards where uh, the Oaks is in Oak Bay, yep. turns around and comes all the way down Fort Yates and slowly makes its way out of town, I believe. I'm not sure where they're going out of town now. They used to head out to the Speedway. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, maybe we might see you out there tonight then. Oh, I'll be there. Nice. Definitely. Um, back to security, and maybe not just security, but, but scams. And, you know, more and more we're seeing scams that look better and better, and they're realistic, including ones from, like, Costco. And why you're seeing this, as, as Alan would put it, you've won emails finding their way to your inbox. Well, they're getting really good at making their way around spam filters. Yes. And they uh, and make them look so good. They're very convincing. They're, they're, I mean, sometimes they seem better than the real thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, Costco, Best Buy, Walmart, uh, Dick's, all these brands are regularly having 
you're getting spam emails from them. I think I see them daily. I, I just wouldn't almost trust anything from those companies anymore. I would go to their websites if I want to see deals. Um, yeah, I'd no, say no, most just, of them are, you know, are spam. Any, anytime, and we can't say it enough, and obviously you keep hearing it from us every weekend, if it looks too good to be true, it's a scam. Yes. If it's from anyone trying to offer you something free, <laughs> uh, shake your head and say no. Yes. It's because there is no free ride. There really isn't. Or if there's anything urgent is, oh. a, is another big one. Like, oh, you have to do this right away because something's in peril. Yeah, no, it's, no. it's, it's <laughs> we see it every week at the store. Uh, people come in, but but it was Windows. It's Windows came up and said I had viruses, so I uh. phoned. Windows will never contact you. Windows won't send you an email. Windows won't pop up saying you've got viruses, call us, it's emergencies. Don't do it. <laughs> it's actually very hard to get Windows to call you back as I've learned. I've waited Windows, I mean Microsoft, Yeah, waited weeks before <laughs> to get communication from them. They don't love doing it. They're not going to oh, do it out of the blue or, no, no, or no. help you because they think your computer's been infected. Yeah. As we always say, your bank will never phone you and ask for your PIN. Yep. And no, Microsoft's not going to phone you and say, hey, we need your password. Yes, exactly. Okay, we got a couple other tech uh, uh, security points, but uh, we're going to go to our first break of the show. Uh, now would be a good time to get in if you want to queue up a call. Oh, absolutely. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Tech Talk for Saturday, December 3rd. Only, well, very short weeks left till Christmas. Yes. Are you ready yet, Brian? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no? Not at <laughs> all. There's lots to be done. I don't, I don't think I've bought a Christmas present yet. Well, you know, this is the beauty. With my kids fully grown up, uh, I only have two grandchildren to uh, buy presents for, and yeah. the 13-year-old really never wants anything, and the 10-month-old, well... <laughs> doesn't need anything. He doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference. So it's just going to be, you know, maybe some uh, some uh, education funds to, for them. Well, that's nice. I think uh, I I didn't mind some of the quieter Christmases during COVID, especially when things were busy and crazy. It's there, always you know it's nice it's to when chill. You could just get out for a walk, and the streets are empty, and oh, that was kind of heaven. <laughs> yes, I it loved walking really downtown was. and it being like a ghost town. It was. Yeah, so dystopic. Phone lines are right now are empty, so if you want to give us a shout at uh, 250-386-1161, we'll look forward to your call. If the phone board is uh, is quiet, we'll get right to you. Star 1070 on your mobile phone. If you would like to text us, 107010, please do include your name so we know who we're talking to. Email techtalk at cfax1070.com. If you'd like to follow along, in the address bar, not the search bar, of your browser, just type shownotes.ca so you'll see what we're all talking about. Yeah, you can follow along. All the notes are numbered, and right now we're in security. Yet. So uh, number four is iOS 16.1.2 is out. Uh, if you have an iPhone made in the past six years, you should be eligible for the update. Uh, it provides improvements for compatibility with different wireless carriers, uh, and it also tweaks the crash detection features yes. for the new iPhone 14 and 14 Pro, oh, and the SE 2022 uh, it reduces the likelihood of an auto call to 911 being triggered by roller coasters or other movements like skiing. I wonder how often that was happening. Like, would a roller coaster stop and then all of a sudden, you know... Have you fallen? Yeah, it would think that, yeah. like, the 10 people with iPhone 14s on the ride had come into a car crash at the amusement park. Yeah, and as they say, when you're skiing, as you fall, you are just testing your bindings. You're not really in a 911 situation. <laughs> so, we do have a couple of texts to get to. Um, we were talking about... Uh, uh, leaving laptops open. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have one text that says, a good shortcut when you walk away from the computer is Windows key and L. That'll lock the computer in one quick movement. Just log back in and pick up where you left back, left off. Actually, very good. Thank you. 
Uh, another text. If you delete things from the cloud by mistake, then there is also a trash bin type thing where you can undo deleting it. Now, I'm going to get Brian to talk to that one as soon as he is off the phone. Uh, we have a email. Good morning. We just got settled here in Mexico, plugged in our Google Home Mini in. Everything works except it will not stream CFAX 1070 from TuneIn Radio. It will stream other Victoria stations, but not yours. This person's computer is going to listen later to find out why. Any idea why, Brian? Uh, you said in Mexico? He's in Mexico. Uh, I'm. My guess is licensing. TuneIn or iHeart licensing dependent to different apps different across borders is yeah. different. It's like the way you see Netflix doesn't have the same programs available in every country because they've licensed them specifically for that country. So Now, should he be able to just go into his uh, browser and uh, grab cfax1070.com? Yes, I, I believe that should work. Okay. I would just go to that website and stream stream off the page there. So, Peter, there's there's hopefully an answer for you. Uh, cfax1070.com and just click play. Uh, so, Google has removed two apps from their Play Store. Uh, the first, Simu, S-Y-M-O-O, uh, was an app that billed itself as an easy-to-use SMS messenger. So, once installed, it would ask for the user's phone number and pre- pretend to load apl- the application in the background uh, while it actually was copying texts from the phone and sending them to a website uh, controlled by the developer. Uh, and so why this is helpful is because often when somebody wants to create a fraudulent, fraudulent login or create bots, um, they have to use a phone number to verify that they're a real yep. person to create an account. So this app makes them available and actually was selling them on a, the second app that got removed, uh, Activation PW, uh, which advertised having online numbers from more than 200 different countries. Wow. So that's, that's pretty significant. Anyone who uh, has either of these apps installed should just check to make sure that they've been deleted. The Play Store did make an effort to remove them, but if for whatever reason you see it still on your phone, that's uh, Simu, S-Y-M-M-O-O, and Activation PW. Uh, and we've got Mark on the line. Go ahead. Whoop. No, we don't. We don't. Oh, sorry, we must have lost you there, Mark. So, Mark, please, uh, give us please a do call back in. Here. Um, have a text uh, from JD. Good morning to the League of Computer Gentlemen. That's a nice way of saying things. I have a budget of 400-ish. I'm looking for an iPad for my wife, 64 to 128K with cellular. Don't care if it's a refurbished. I don't know which is better, iPad Pro, iPad Air, iPad regular. So it doesn't matter. Just looking for the fastest with 64 to 128 with Wi-Fi and LTE. Uh, There's a world of use stuff. I'm having a hard time knowing which item would be the newest, bestest. Any ideas? Ryan. Yeah, you're not going to get newest and bestest for 400. No, sad to say, you're going to get um, very old and not so best, not so bestest. And you're looking for the the less common models are those cellular models because yeah. most people don't need that. So I, I doubt that you're going to find too many of them secondhand. Um, that usually increases the price by I don't know 10, 20 percent depending on the model. Um, that right now, if if I mean, the older generation iPad, they're continuing to produce. They, uh, I forget the n- model numbers now, the gen numbers. The new super colorful ones are the latest ones. The one generation back, they're still selling at the original price point, which was, I think, 150 less. Yeah. Um, the new ones are 600 now. Well, that kind of puts it in the price point, but I don't think that's going to have the, uh, the SIM card. Right. Yeah. The, uh, if I can, I'm on Apple site right now. I'll see if I can just check what it is. If you want, oh, so it's, yeah, it's a 10th gen was the one. So ninth gen is on for 449 still, but if you want the cellular, I'm just waiting for a site to load. Come on. Oh, it makes you choose the color first. Oh, look at that. Eh? Isn't that cute? <laughs> okay. Cellular 
bumps it up to 630. Yeah, so, so 400-ish, 630, it's it's quite a jump. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's at least with, with buying new, you do get that full one-year warranty. Yes. And you can buy AppleCare on it if you so wish, which gives you better coverage. And frankly, with a tablet, uh, they're quite breakable. So I personally would, would somehow find a way to spend that extra money. Yeah, that one would be the one to go for. That's that's um, still a good deal, and it's nice that they're keeping that one available at that pricing. Whereas, whereas going forward, the iPhone, or sorry, the iPad baseline cost has gone up. Well, the baseline cost has gone up, and if you're looking for a refurbished one, the real problem with most things like tablets is the the skill set to try and remove the screen so you can actually refurbish things inside that are really not removable would require solder joints be be broken up so you can put new things in. Yeah. Uh, at that point, the, even the refurbished ones are not cheap. It, it's one of the reasons that we've stayed right out of most Apple products is, right. is because of refurbishing costs. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, you're to the point you might just want to buy new. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It, yeah. used, it used to be okay. I used to do it back in mm-hmm. 2010. It was a good thing to do with Apple, get a yeah. refurb and then soup it up by yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, we got just a little bit here, but Mark's back on the line. Oh, so fantastic. Mark, why don't we queue up your question and then we'll throw to our, our news break and we'll, we'll follow up here. So uh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, hi there. I, I have a question for you. I've got a MacBook Pro and I've got uh, malware bytes on it. Oh, sure. And I've got a, a rather new uh, a MacBook Air. And I'd like to figure out how to get um, malware bytes on that, or oh, sure. to come over automatically. Oh yes, no, you would have to register for each machine separately. Uh, and if you're going to stop using your older one, um, you could deactivate the license for that one, and then um, put in that same license code on the next one. Um, we can talk a little bit more about the specifics. Well, here I'll just answer. Let's. Uh, I'll take you off the air here if you have any further questions. But uh, other than that, uh, we're throwing to our national news, news break. break. Thank you. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome back to Tech Talk for the second half hour of the December 3rd show. I'm Gary Beyer filling in for Alan Perry, who has decided to take another vacation. Yes. That's kind of, that's kind of dastardly. When, when <laughs> we're all sitting here freezing at almost zero temperature, and he's coming to us live from California. Go ahead, Hello, Alan. Alan. Nice to Hello have you. There. We're on another planet. We just escaped from the new order at Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Disney World in Florida. Oh, my God. $750 million. And trust me, it was worth it. Really? It, this is, I, I don't know how to describe it. You can go on YouTube and watch a ride video of it. But until you actually see it in, for yourself in person, it's all real. You know, it's not like uh, watching little videos and things. Stuff happens and things blow up and you go on your star cruiser. And, yeah, it's it's impressive. Very, very amazing technology. I would love to come back here as a, as a geek and go behind the scenes. I We were talking, how did they do some of these things? Right. I don't really know. Don't know. So did you haven't actually been able to delve into any of the technology? No, that's part of the magic. That's wow. The whole point. Uh, you can guess and you ask them and they just smile at you and say, that's not part of our program. Okay. So, so as a bit of a geek, did they at least let you play with a lightsaber? Have you had any fun there? Well, you can't play with a lightsaber unless you go to the lightsaber lab because they're not toys in their world. So it's mm-hmm. really, yeah, I mean, everyone's in character. Like all the, like we got stopped by the stormtroopers and there's, there's literally 400 of them in the bay when you walk in. And every single one of them is moving. 
Wow. And if you go over there and you try to get a picture against them while you're waiting um, to be taken to the interrogation room, one of them is real. So you, were, them, yeah. you were the droid they were looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Thanks for being there for me. Hey, look, we're, you know I always have fun with this, eh? Yeah. So any t- anytime you want to... Other than just rubbing it in, the reason I wanted to check in, the whole thing about doing these is while we have fun, we also learn stuff that we can pass on to others. Sure. And one of them is, is before you even leave wherever you're going. I discovered this myself when checking in for the flight on Delta, uh, that they would not accept my proof of vaccination. It kept getting rejected. Okay. Um, they said that uh, they said that my vaccination was not an approved type for the United States, and I'm going, "What do you mean?" So, just in a fit of frustration, before I called them, I cropped my vaccination certificate to be just the barcode. Okay, and that got accepted. Somehow, it was picking up the words on the federal certificate that gives you the types, and they didn't like one of the Comirnaty or one of those words. So, if anybody can't check in for a cruise a ship or an airline. They won't accept your vaccination. Just go in and crop the picture on your smartphone or on your computer down to just the barcode and, and see if that works. Okay, that's a nice tip. Interesting. Good tip. The always, other thing, if you are coming here to Disneyland, uh, we're at Disney World in Florida, the huge one. It's 43 square miles. But if you're going even to the smaller wow. one um, at Disneyland or if you're going to Paris or Hong Kong, they have a new technology now called a magic band. It's like a wristwatch, but it just has, you get to pick the pattern, Mickey's ears, and you use that. That's literally all you take with you other than your smartphone if you want when you go out to play anywhere in Disney World. It opens the doors. It gets you on the transportation. It gets you through the lightning lanes to bypass the lineups. Anything you want to eat or drink, it's all done with this with this rechargeable magic band and you just charge it up at night and it is so great to be able to wandering around without carrying a lot of stuff yeah so that magic band is also linked to your credit card for you to be able to purchase things <laughs> convenient yes it is wow yes, that's you just don't ha- you don't have to do that yeah but then you cannot buy anything okay and you're going to have to carry a credit card or something with you and that really slows down the system and some of the rides you don't necessarily want to be carrying anything that that you don't it may fall to. off exactly. I mean, yeah, I can imagine it speeding off. up all those, uh, you know, all the food beverage services and everything. There's no, oh, I pass me the device. Oh, they don't even have tap a lot of the time down there. P- putting in your yep. pin, everybody just swipes their wrist, and the money flows, and the food flows, and they keep going. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the with the technology here. I mean, I'll tell you, one of here are three friends, one from Halifax, one from Courtney, and my friend Rick in, in Victoria, and mm-hmm. we um, took. Um, Alex is with us, and he has not ever, he's, uh, he's been a huge fan of Avatar when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And when you get to go in and ride the Banshee, those that know, the, the Navi ride a Banshee, which is like, for those that don't know, like a flying dinosaur from way back. Okay. And when you get to ride this, he was actually crying with tears of joy when he came out. Wow. This is that good. Yeah, people just looked at each other, and some people hugged each other. It's that powerful, not just the technology, but the experience. So James Cameron and the Disney crew, hats off to you uh, on that one. Now, on that note, the reason I wanted to mention this, when you buy your theme park admission, and this applies to pretty well all of them, they you can spend extra money to get Magic Band Plus 
and Lightning Lane that lets you bypass um, the lineup. And it's expensive to come here, but you get value for money. But when you see lineups of 140 minutes, imagine being here with kids spending two hours and 20 minutes in the lineup for one attraction. No matter how good it is, that really ruins the experience because everyone's cranky. So I would recommend that you budget that extra money. It varies between $15 and $20 a day. It it varies depending on how many people are here. But it's made our experience uh, so much, so much better here. It's It's a variable rate depending on how many people are there. Like if the lines are short, they don't charge you as much for it? That's right. Yes, they've switched to variable rate on everything. That's the first time we've seen this. Wow. Um, and the other one that is phenomenal, the only one that that does not work for, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Cosmic Rewind. Anybody who knows the franchise will know that. The technology in this is mind-boggling. $500 million. It is the longest indoor roller coaster. It's the only one that goes with a reverse launch. And the cars on the roller coaster rotate uh, according to computer program as you go through uh, this ride. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it was just, we just came up giggling like, like kids here. So that was the other thing I was going to say. If We are going on little rides like Dumbo. We're going on the Little Mermaid. We're doing all the real kid stuff. But at the other hand, if you have kids who might be scared by some of this stuff, they're not. They sit there and they tell you, no, Mom, it's not really going to drop. It just says it's going to drop. Interesting. Yeah, so it's really fun to see you be a kid, let the kids be adults, and go on all this stuff. It, it, it is really, we're just having the time of our life. There's one I could not figure out. As some of you may know, I had the honor, a supreme honor, of flying with the Snowbirds back yes. in the 80s. And there is one here called Mission Space. And one is to the moon. One is to Mars. We went on the more extreme one to Mars. And when you sit and when they launch you, I got a flashback to being in the Snowbirds because there's 5G of forces, not the 5G cell technology. I'm talking about five times your gravity yes. for about three seconds. And I'm going, okay, we're in a simulator. How did you do that? How did you make us feel weightless? How did you make us figure out 5G? I'm not going to tell you. I finally figured it out because we went back for a second time and took a friend who uh, was late arriving with us. Um, but, wow, they pulled that off. That's amazing technology. Well, I'm going uh, yeah. to you, look forward to you telling me about that when you get back. And the other thing, uh, and I'll talk about more next week because you guys got lots of people, I'm sure, waiting to help. I put a couple of pictures into the bottom of the show notes there. When people say, hey, why should I buy the pro camera or the regular? Should I buy this year's model or the one from three years ago? It's a lot cheaper. The dramatic difference. I'm doing side-by-side shots with uh, with friends that have one-year-old non-pro and two-year-old cameras. And I'm taking all the shots now because they keep looking, oh, some of them. The one of um, Everest that you'll see at the bottom of the Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, the Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, the three-second exposure and the colors at sunset are just popping on the screen. Oh, so how, how it balanced that exposure is unreal. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so they're at the bottom of the show notes, along with a little special um, sign of the week uh, for you guys. I understand the weather you're having there. <laughs> only 20, it's only 28 degrees here, so sorry. Oh, darn. 
Uh, so, Alan, there, uh, one other thing maybe you can report on is, uh, have you guys tried out the free Verizon one-month trial in, uh, as opposed to roaming while you're down there? No, we were going to, but uh, it ended up that Shaw has a package of $25 that gives you 4,000 minutes of calling, unlimited texting, and one gigabyte of data. And the thing that really surprised me and why we went for that option is, lo and behold, in their partners with AT&T, all the theme parks have really good Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. fantastic. I mean, I'm going, how do you do that for 250,000 people? Yeah, well, How we should send BC ferries to talk to them. Yeah, well, <laughs> ferries, you know, ferries go across water, to be fair. This is 43 acres, but yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi talking to you right now, and I looked at my fast speed just before I called you, and I'm on 57 megs per second. In a theme park with literally not tens of thousands, but hundreds of thousands of people at the four parks here, that's an achievement into itself, yeah. and it's great. Ain't technology grand. <laughs> so we need some of our other listeners to try out the Verizon and T-Mobile free test drives if they're coming down to the U.S. and they can report in for us. Okay. Well, everybody who's listening, anybody going down, free Verizon. Yeah, it's in the show notes from last week. We put them in, and they're also in the special tab on the left that says Travel Tech Tips. I'll put a couple more in there after this experience. Um, but they're, they're, yeah, they're in there now, the links to the Verizon and the T-Mobile one. So. Cool. Thanks, Alan. Thanks very much for being there. I yeah. appreciate it. Miss mm-hmm. everybody, but we're putting some pictures up, but we're literally trying to not live on our phones and just put them away. And just enjoy, enjoy yourself, exactly. So yeah. I was going to say, please enjoy your, the rest of your trip, and uh, if you want to retire, I can take this chair, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sounds like from the people that have texted me saying, are you okay? Um, but, <laughs> uh, we missed the very beginning of the show. So, yeah, you're there. I'm here. I'll be back next weekend. A-Tan will join me. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks Alan. Have fun. That's all it goes. Well, and there you go. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's go to a break, and when we come back, we've got Robert and Richard queued up on the phone lines. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Brian Pavlicic. I'm uh, filling in alongside Gary Beyer for Alan Perry. Uh, we're going to go straight to the phone lines. Uh, first up, we have uh, Richard with a question about uh, browse. Uh, Jumping onto wa- uh, public Wi-Fi networks. Okay. Go ahead, yes, go ahead I Richard. Just, hi, I just noticed recently that whenever I go into, I'm on Shaw Open with uh, an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go into like a, a, a store like Savon or Thrifties or Walmart, and I try to use Safari, and it doesn't load, doesn't load, and then I go to settings Wi-Fi, and it says not connected. So I have to manually hit that and then connect to the their actual store Wi-Fi. Is this new? Uh, so it. Uh, so are you on an iPhone? Yes. Uh, so there are settings on the iPhone where you can, under the under settings Wi-Fi, you can choose uh, either ask to join a network. Or uh, connect automatically. Or, or connect automatically or just notify you that you've joined a network. Are those new networks to you? Because usually you won't automatically connect to a network if you've never done it before. No. I, you know, like Home Depot, same thing. Home. I mean, I'm in Save-On almost every second day in Thrifties. I've been there many times in Walmart. It's like every time I go in there, I got uh, nothing works until I go into settings and choose their their proprietary network name. Uh, so when you're looking at the list of networks, uh, you can hit the little I that's in the bar for that network, uh, yep. and you can choose uh, whether you want to join the network automatically next time you're on. You could check that oh. that is switched. Okay. Um, some okay. of those services where they provide free Wi-Fi, they do now for security reasons. They do want you to sign in or just hit an OK and agree to their terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, that might I'm wondering be if that's 
I'm wondering if that's the case because you know the yeah you're right the, they want you to agree to their terms otherwise. But I thought Shaw Open would work in there in the store in the store as well. Uh, I mean, it just depends on the on where those uh, Shaw Open locations are and what what the range extends to. It's uh, it's hard to say specifically. Yeah, I have sure. I also okay. have an iPhone and Shaw Open doesn't always work automatically on mine either. Okay, all right. Oh, there you go. Okay, thank you guys. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Thank Richard. Take care. Uh, got a great question here from someone. Uh, it's a text uh, from Cora. Uh, I put a screen protector on my iPad Air 5, and now I need to hit each key individually with force. Can the screen protector be removed without damaging the screen? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, for most of them, get a blow dryer and just back and forth motions. You don't want to sit in one spot for a long no. time. You don't want to overheat it. But it's, if you just warm it up evenly, the the glue or adhe- adhesive, the adhesive yeah. releases, warms up and releases, and you should be able to pry it off. Yeah, get something if, not too sharp. Like, you don't want to scratch, yeah. but just something to start the edge. If, if you're a little apprehensive about trying that, you can always go to Black Apple Cellular. Uh, there's one right across from Tesseract on uh, Broad Street, on Broughton Street. Mm. Uh, there's also on Douglas... Uh, just beside Freshie, I think it is, there's a place called You Break, I Fix. Oh, yes. Now, I'm guessing they're not going to charge you a whole lot of money to take off that screen protector. Yeah. But if you want it taken off, yeah, you can, as Brian says, uh, very lightly with a blow dryer. Or if you want to be safe, take it to someone who does this for a living. Yeah, sometimes the glass ones, like you can break them and snap them and have some edges there. Um, and they could they could line you up if you were you know, in the market first, you know, you do want a screen protector, they can find you one that's, that's not so thick that exactly, you're losing control of exactly. the screen. Uh, Hope so, that helps. Yeah, we've also got uh, Robert queued up on the line here. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, greetings, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks, I Robert. have I have a um, a USB powered Asus monitor that worked on my old machine. My new machine has a, a Type C USB port and yep. thunder, uh, Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can I, I've got an adapter to go from. USB-C to USB-B 3.0, it can see a hard drive or a thumb drive, but it, the monitor doesn't work. I've tried reloading the uh, driver with the, the current driver or whatever, the local, the latest is, yep. and I've restarted several times. And so you, I, you I, said I, USB powered, like powered along the USB cable, you mean not to separately powered? 100%. Yeah, uh, it's an monitor that uh, it, it doesn't require external AC power. It's just it, it gets power off the USB port. Is it a one-to-one adapter that you're using, or is it a hub? It's one-to-one. I tried a hub as well. I had that. Not, both give the same results. Mm-hmm. When I go into the device settings uh, under the device manager, it uh, it sees it as a monitor, and it, says it thinks it's working fine. Interesting. Gary, I, th- I thought this one would be kind so of you, in your so wheelhouse. So you're trying to go to a USB-powered monitor, with, with the, yeah. and there's no AC power to this at all? Correct. Azus and a couple other companies make them. They're yeah. Just, uh, yeah. You know, they're not super bright in that, but they're they give you a more desktop space on laptop for portability. Yeah, I would maybe suggest that with without the, the USB C port. Now you're you're saying you're trying to come off a USB C port on your new computer. Correct. The power output on USB C is different than USB 3.0. And that may be the issue. A standard USB 3.0, I believe, is a 5-watt power output, and USB-C is different. And that's why it might not be seeing the right power. Uh, okay. And I have zero options for external power on this monitor. So A powered monitor. hub might do it. Yeah, but then you're having, to pop, you're having to plug in that hub. Yeah. 
to get that power, which is exactly what he's trying to get <laughs> away the, from. Yeah, but at least he could still use his yeah. monitor, maybe. It, he, Brian's right. A powered hub may actually work. Okay. That's, that might be, well, if it is what it is. I yeah. Guess. But the, the thing with this monitor is it's, it's, it's flat like a tablet, so it's super... Um, uh, very very portable. You yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, I've, I've nice. never I've never seen one, but yes, I have heard of them. Uh, it's it's for me. It's the, the brightness of them would never have been enough. Uh, well, it's a Surface Pro Eight that I moved to, and it's right. got a docking. And I'm going to try the monitor when I get home on the docking. Yeah, station. That, yeah, that would that, be because yeah, that docking station, I believe, is powered, isn't it? It is. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if, if it, it can drive it, then I know the drivers are good, and the yeah. issue is a power. It. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do me a favor and just shoot me a uh, an email over at the store and let me know how that goes. Hundred percent. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. All right, Gary. We're due for uh, one more break here before the uh, top Ooh, of the hour news. That time is it? Yeah. Let's do that. Welcome back to Tech Talk on this beautiful Saturday, December third. I'm Gary Byer, filling in and co-hosting with Brian Pavelcheck for Alan Perry, who has decided to take his another vacation, as you might have just heard, Florida fun. Yes. Yeah. Really interesting what he was saying about the uh, variable <laughs> price rate band if you want to cheat the lines. It's cheaper if the lines are shorter. Yeah, yeah. Well, they must make a killing. When it's busy, they get even more money for to skip the lines. You know, amazingly, the first time I ever saw in, in, in my all my years now, and yes, I'm getting older, uh, first time I saw variable, variable rate pricing in action was uh, about 25 years ago when I had to go to Toronto for something. Yeah. And it's the parkades. Oh, if there's that a lineup, so they just worse. if there's a lineup, they just crank the prices. If there's nobody, they lower them to try and get you in. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you're in business and you're too busy, you've raised your prices, and yep. they'll filter you down. Yeah, I wish I could get away with that. No, <laughs> not at all. Bit right, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are into the last few minutes of the first hour. If you would like to talk to us live, stars ten seventy on your mobile phone, uh, landline two five zero three eight six one one six one. You can text us at ten seventy ten. Please include a first name so we know who we're talking with. Email us at techtalk at cfax ten seventy dot com. And if you'd like to follow along with what we're talking about, shownotes.ca in your address bar, not in your search bar. It can be confusing because some um, some browsers automatically, you can set it, it only yeah. uses the little Google search. If you click up in the browser bar, it puts you back in the Google search bar. Horrible. Yeah, so kind of confusing there. So Because if you just search shownotes.ci, it's a different thing. Looks like we have Marie on the line. Yeah. Hey, Marie. Morning. Hi, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Sure can. How can we help you? Sorry. Well, I have some kind of a, sort of a strange question, but I think, well, Alan realizes, but I have such poor sight, I have a terrible time doing things. That's why I can't text you, because you can't read the text. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, my problem is that um, Alan's been here several times to help me out, and he's great. And I decided that I wanted to buy a printer. I had a printer, and never mind, it's gone. And... Um, I bought an Epsom um, Mega Tank because you know. Oh, Eco Tank, amazing! Those are great. Tank, yeah, but the problem is, <clears throat> I was hoping to be able to make the font larger so that I will be able to. I have an enlarger thing that I can put some text under, huh. and it helps me out. But I'd be able to read the font because it would be larger from the printer. And I've actually talked to um, London Drugs, but they're so busy there, and I understand that. 
Um, I can't find out if there's a way I can enlarge the font. And the most I can find out is that I have to buy a program to put on my iPad to download that, that I can't do anything from the printer. So I guess I'm just trying to verify all that before I take it back to the store. Okay, so you're wanting you're wanting to use the copier element of that to enlarge, um, um, you know, forms or pamphlets or something for easier reading. Yeah, or to print something off the email, you know. So um, before you print from the email, like you can in your printer settings, you can change the size and the magnification. Or if it were, say, if you threw it into a notepad or word document, you can increase the font size and then print it that way. Um, I have heard. Some printers offer an enlargement feature. I'm not super familiar with that. Um, I would have to do some more research. Let's uh, let's. We're just going to take a, a news break here, but uh, I'll put you on yeah, hold and we'll do fine. a little I bit of digging here. I probably can't read it on the screen to do that anyway. <clears throat> oh sure. Okay. I'll hold on. It's okay. All right. Thanks, Marie. And no problem. We'll be right back after this news break. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome to the second hour of Tech Talk. I'm Gary Beyer from Tesseract Computers. I'm helping fill in for Alan Perry, who's gone on a vacation. And I'm Brian Palachich, your Tech Talk producer. Thanks for joining us for our lighted truck parade, Oak Bay Light Up and Sydney Sparkles Weekend Edition. It is a busy weekend, and it's coming a lot closer to Christmas. Yes. With oh. the, you could see in, uh, in Sen 10, the big displays. It's That's going to be, oh yeah, the, uh, the lights uh, that are being put up by the DVBA. That's quite bright. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you might be able to see that one from space. Yes. If you want to take part in the show, give us a shout on your mobile, star 1070, uh, 250-386-1161 on your landline, 10710. If you would like to text us, please include a name so we know who we're talking to. Email us at techtalk at cfax1070.com. And to follow along in your address bar, type shownotes.ca. That'll give you everything we're going to talk about, and then some. Yes. And so when we uh, left for the news break there, we left off with Marie, who was asking about magnifications, who was hoping to use her uh, Epson EcoTank as a photocopier to enlarge print. Uh, it turned out that there was an option to go yes. under settings, zoom, and you can enlarge a certain amount and, and choose to fit it to the new fit page. Fit to page, exactly. Uh, so we're going to see if she actually managed to get that done. We do have a lot of texts and emails to get through, so let's quickly uh, go through some of these. Mm -hmm. Doug, uh, good morning, guys. I'm trying to hook up an older DVD player, Yamaha DVD, it doesn't matter, to a newer TV, Samsung, by HDMI cable, but get no sound and terribly distorted picture colors. DVD unit, an HDMI cable test, fine with my older TV. Any suggestions or is the DVD unit too old? Uh, if it needs replacement, any suggestions for reasonably priced simple DVD player? Well, I'm pretty sure almost all DVD players now are reasonably priced because they mm -hmm. are technology that frankly that's it's it's almost gone. Yeah. That's just it's so old. Streaming is everything. And I'm old saying that. Go figure. <laughs> um, if you are looking for reasonably priced, I'm pretty sure every year uh, London Drugs uh, has big piles of them that they put out and the prices are amazing. Mm -hmm. Could it be that your DVD player is too old? Yes. Uh, if it works with the older TV and not the new, I would suggest that's probably the answer. Yeah, I don't know if a different cable would... Nah, the, the, the old DVD player is yeah, not putting out the information that the TV it, it's wants. Exactly, exactly. So um, you could try a newer cable, 1.4 I believe it is. Uh, if that doesn't work, then yes. Uh, new DVD player. Yeah. Uh, probably even a Blu-ray player if you can find one that does upscaling. Sure, yeah. And that would that would actually probably be your best bet. So hope that helps. Uh, Joyce, 
I have a 7th gen iPad. Brian, this one's going to be for you. I okay. can't seem to update it to 15.7.1 or the 16.1.1. Oh. It does it does preparing updates. When I, that is done, it shows verifying update. Oh, okay. Then it shows unable to verify update. iPad iOS failed verification because you are no longer connected to the internet. Hmm. I'm plugged into power. I've deleted everything. I've reset like I'm doing a new iPad. Still not working. The Bluetooth is now not working either. Can't connect my cordless headphones. Everything else seems to be working. Oh, that's interesting. Seventh the other gen parts should, should be working, no problem. Yeah, so there are a couple things. Sometimes with the updates, if you check your storage, if you're near the cap, um, then there's not enough room to update, to download the update, and enough pieces, you know, room to move around as needed to install the update. That can be one of those reasons it stalls out. Um, the unusual thing is the Bluetooth problems. Yeah. I, um, I would probably suggest make sure everything's backed up and do a full factory reset on it. Yeah, when, when you're hearing some funny stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of tells me that there's there's a bug in there somewhere. Yeah, back, uh, use iCloud, make sure you're backed up in iCloud. Do, just do an actual backup, wipe the device and restore. Yeah. Would would be uh, would be my go-to for that type of problem. Next, from yeah. Shell. Yeah. I have a Dell XPX 8300. That's an i5-2320. We're talking going on 11 years old now. Okay. 64-bit, uh, 1,000 gigs, so a terabyte hard drive, which I'm guessing is a spinning drive, Windows 10 yeah. Pro, 11 years old. Can I upgrade to anything to make it faster? It would be faster if you had a uh, solid-state drive, yes. Uh, being that old, would I recommend actually doing that anymore? No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frankly, you're going to be spending money on it, and if even if next week the rest of it dies, there's nobody that's going to give you a refund on that hard drive. Yeah, I think a bit like looking at your uh, refurbs, Gary, you can you can come in and get something that's a few years old, already has a solid state in it, and just walk out with that for barely more than you pay to get your system migrated onto another drive and swapped in there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Gary, you've got some promos this week. You want to tell us what you've got going on at the store? Oh, goodness. Let me bring those <laughs> up. Um, yeah, I've got two promos going from December 5th to 23rd. Uh we will be offering a PC tune-up. Now, we're doing this specifically because just last week, we've had three computers come in yeah. that had to be replaced because people left it too long. The cooling systems were so clogged with dust. The mm -hmm. thermal paste on the CPUs, keeping the, it's, it's a cooling paste between the, the fan and the CPU, yes. was so dry that the CPUs had overheated and they could no longer function properly. Basically, the computer had killed itself because it was overheating. Right. Yeah. So I sat down with Jesse and said, how can we, how can we do something that's kind of cool for people for Christmas? So we are going to be offering a PC tune-up with a full health check, and we're going to include a one-year subscription of Malwarebytes Premium. The whole thing's going to be 50 bucks. That's cheaper than Malwarebytes. I know. <laughs> On its own. Like, I think this is a really good deal that I you guys know. are doing so for guys, people. So it's, guys, it's, we're going to try and do same-day service for everybody. Please have everything by 11 a.m., and we'll try and get back to you same day. Frankly, it could save you a lot of money in the long run, even if you have a newer computer. Um, yep. One of the people we all know that this happened to, I won't mention Alan's name, <laughs> but we had to rebuild his entire computer system. So oh. Alan had a, it was an expensive lesson. Yeah. Get your computers in for tune-ups. It can save you some money. The second thing we're going to do, 20% off any regular priced refurbished Lenovo corporate grade laptop between December 25th and 23rd. 20% off. Oh yeah. Pretty good. You mentioned the tech. I think it's pretty good. It's the Tech Talk deal. If they tell you they want the Tech Talk it, deal. You got it. Hey, Tech Talk deal. Come in and say, uh, Gary sent you. Tech Talk deal. That's me. So yeah. what are you, uh, 
What happens when they take it in for a tune-up? What can they expect? Well, basically, we will dust it out. We'll get rid of any dust that has settled in the fans, in, in everywhere. So mm-hmm. that's that's right there. It's already going to be running a bit cooler. Yep. But we will also do some diagnostics on it to make sure, A, the hard drives are good. We're going to test how hot the CPU is running, the motherboard, the hard drives. Stress test. We're going to stress test the RAM. We're going to make sure this thing is in good working order. Okay. Uh, if it does require new new thermal paste, yes, we'll recommend that. But mm-hmm. we can just say, you don't have to. Uh, the real deal is the malware bytes, face it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, for the cost of malware bytes, you can get your t- computer tuned exactly. up. We're just going to make sure everything's running fine. And in the long run, this is going to save you money. We do recommend to our clients on any system, pop it in every year, year and a half, get a tune-up done. Yeah, I mean, every year, if you if you offer this promo in December, come get your malware bytes, come you get betcha. everything cleaned up. You betcha. It's it's just, for us, it makes sense. And that saves, yeah. it saves tears. You know, everybody, computer breaks, crying, yelling. Ah, it's so yeah, sad. It's, it's harder to, to get your information once it's <laughs> gone true. past that point. It's so true. Uh, so enough of that. Let's get back to some emails because we do want to get through these. Yeah. Ron, uh, it's probably not too relevant to most of your listeners, but people who consider themselves amateur photographers often have more photos to back up than would fit on the 50 gig Apple iCloud plan. However, this would be unlikely to happen if one is only shooting from their iPhone. And that's where your very sensible advice, Brian, is being directed. Anyway, regarding the availability of local hard drives, the strategy I use to download my camera onto a computer is Lightroom Photoshop on it. Then when the card approaches being full, that would be after a number of photo shooting sessions, I copy the whole card twice, first into external Seagate, and then again uh, from the card onto an external Western Digital. And now uh, these are both spinning ones he's talking about. Mm. That's actually, for, for a photographer, that's a must. If you're going to be hanging on to this stuff, Absolutely. Yeah, what you can look at is like um, a NAS system or a DAS, so a network access storage or direct access storage. Um, it's like an external hard drive, but it's actually a bay of hard drives, and you can and you can do all your back, backups into there. Yeah. Now, the next email. Uh, hi, guys. Windows 11 says I have to turn off S mode to install an older brother printer. I need it for wide carriage printing program. Once I turn off S mode, I cannot turn it on again. S mode is Microsoft's pared-down OS that is specifically for security that can only load apps from the Microsoft Store. Okay. Nice and simple. If you turn it off, it will go to a full-blown Windows 11 Home or Pro if that's what you bought, Mm -hmm. and it will then allow apps from anywhere. But you can toggle it on and off, you're saying? You cannot. Once you turn off S mode, you've got a full-blown Windows 11. Okay. Oh, you can't go back to it. You, you have to start as an S back. mode and stay as an S mode. That's right. Yeah. So he's asking, should he get malware bytes? Yes. Should you turn off S mode? I've done that on every refurbished I've gotten that has S mode on it because frankly, it's a pain in the butt. But he's just because he's, he's required to, to do well, the wide to format run the, printing? To run, to run that printer, he's going to have to do that. Yeah. It's a third-party app. It's third-party software. Yep. You, you have no choice. So if you need to run that printer, yes, get malware bytes. Yes, turn off S mode. Do is virtual machine an option for S mode? I don't know. Nope. No, you can't do it. Nope. Okay. Nice and simple. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe he's also asking, does he need a VPN? No. Yeah. You can buy them. Uh, Malwarebytes has a VPN now. Do you need it? No. No, no. Uh, next, one more. You don't recommend them, does. Uh, you don't recommend it. Does it include Apple. Um, no idea what this one is about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, just while we were talking about Epson printers, some exciting news is Epson has announced that they are going to phase out the production of their laser printers. Uh, 
So they mentioned that the inkjet printers, which they use now, which take whole bottles of ink, like the EcoTank we were talking Mm -hmm. about, have 59% fewer parts that could potentially fail, you know, saving production and repair costs. Uh, And, you know, hence those models are more um, eco-friendly. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see the phasing out of laser printers, at least from Epson. I think they're leading the game at this point. For, for consumer units especially. For consumer and their, I believe they have their mega tank printers for business. Now, I am using a laser printer at Tesseract. Yeah. I'm also using one of the EcoTank printers. Okay. I mainly use the EcoTank one now. A, it's saving me good money and we do a lot of printing. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'd go for it. Recommend them. Yeah. EcoTank printers are the way to go. You know, it's, it's uh, Shaq can't be wrong. <laughs> right, I forgot that he's the promo guy. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is. It's it's they're they're great printers. The ink uh, does not dry out, so you can actually let that thing sit for a long time. And okay. they also have if it does dry out a little bit, there is a power cleaning mode. Oh yes, which works really really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had somebody drop one off because they were so sick and tired of it because it wouldn't work properly. Yeah, and we did a full power power nozzle cleaning on it. It works wonderfully. Okay, yeah. it's, that, it's simple. You just have to be able to run that. So is that just on the printer? You go through the settings there? No, and there's, it's, it's a hidden setting that Alan showed me how to use it, and it, it does fill up the... Uh, the, uh, the diaper? The diaper the quite quickly. Reservoir. So yeah. yeah, use it sparingly. Okay, yeah, don't, don't do it regularly. You shouldn't have to, unless you're you having a problem, you exactly. should never have to touch exactly. it. If you're printing at any kind of regular frequency, you're clearing you're, your print heads. You'll be fine. Okay. Absolutely. So, yes, yes. So Down with lasers. If anybody missed out on getting an iPhone 14 or 14 Plus last weekend for Black Friday sales, uh, TELUS and London Drugs are offering post-Black Friday deals this weekend. Uh, And depending on the plan, you can get uh, hundreds off on the price of one of those new iPhone 14s plus a $300 gift card. Uh, And that's on a two-year contract with TELUS. So still hunting the iPhone 14. Uh, There's a Not the Pro. I don't see the Pro listed there. But if you're looking for the 14 or the 14 Plus, you still have a chance to get it. Ooh, guess what I've got here? Oh. A happy customer. Tell. Oh, okay. Hi, Tom here. Happy customer, Gary. Thanks for the Black Friday advice from Alan for sound cancellation headphones. I forgot my new hearing aids amplify the airplane noise, so my last trip was very Ooh. uncomfortable. I'm looking forward to my next trip with my inexpensive headphones. Nice. Always nice to get compliments. So which which ones did you go to? Recommend? Oh, okay. You don't know which model? No, not anymore. Oh, but noise <laughs> cancelling is amazing. It really is, isn't it? Um... Noise cancelling works, uh, as it's not only for, for headphones, but for microphones. Uh, I bought for, oh. a, for, for a certain thing, a project I was working on, I bought a uh, Bluetooth lapel mic, mm-hmm. which could then be hooked up to my DSLR camera, which does 1080p video. Yep. And I lent that out to a friend of mine last week because she was doing a, a class project that required doing an interview. Yep. I got a text from her after saying, wow, even with the bus Driving by on Cook Street, yeah, you couldn't hear it. That the noise canceling was that good. Wow! And so what on the little Bluetooth mic? It was built into it, there because it's complicated what they have is. to do it's, to be able to cancel noise. It was a little Bluetooth lapel mic, yeah. which with Bluetooth will go up to thirty feet, if not more, depending on line of sight. Yeah, uh, to the receiver, which hooks into my camera sound, and it just amazing. That's great. Yeah, I'm a I'm such a fan of uh, noise canceling headphones, which yeah. actually brings me to a newest item. Uh, Europe is saying goodbye to airplane mode. Uh, the European European Union, I can always I always stumble on that word. European, oh my God, European Union will serve frequencies of 5G network so that travelers can use their cell phones in the air. Yeah, that's coming. 
I uh, and I'm glad that we have noise canceling. Yeah, because uh, I yeah I can't imagine sitting on a phone a plane of people having phone calls. Wow, uh, we I'm, I'm being I think I'm being punished here. Uh oh. Okay, go ahead. Do uh, tell. Hey guys, I heard you say that DVD is out of date tech, but isn't disc the only way to get truly uncompressed audio like Atmos? Uh, and for a real 4K or 8K vid? Uh, I don't know the specifics on that one. You, I, Do you not know the specifics. Truly uncompressed. Now, I, I am, I, I, my truly uncompressed is still vinyl. Yeah, this we're all we're always talking about still talking about digital formats here. Yeah, so yeah, you're, it's, it's vinyl for me is is it's I'm old school. So here's the problem with DVD. It was said that it was going to be you know good for storing data for a hundred years, and CD was supposed to be good for fifty years, and hard drives were supposed to be good forever. None of this is actually true. <laughs> yep. The first little scratch you get on your DVD, your data's gone. The first scratch you get on your CD, pretty much gone. At least with a record with a scratch, it only goes tick. But you can, I've, I've seen some pretty scuffy looking CDs oh, and DVDs I have work. I have too. And then I've seen a number of them with one scratch and they just don't work. Oh yeah. So it's, it's. I'm always going to go right now, cloud storage is the way to go. Yep. Uh, I'm also going to go with my old school vinyl is the way to go. If I'm listening to music. Brian, uh, do we yeah. have a phone? We have Bill on the line. Oh, we have Bill on the line. We're actually due for a break. So let's, oh. go, to, let's go to break and then we'll be right ben back Bill. with Bill. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Gary Beyer from Tesseract Computers, filling in for Alan Perry in the chair. <laughs> and I'm Brian Pavlich, it's your Tech Talk producer. We've been letting Bill wait too long. So, Bill, you're up right now. How can we help you? Um, hi there. It's Gil, but that's fine. Oh, oh sorry, Gil, Gil. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. I've got an Epson 2720 EcoTank, and it won't print two colors. I did the the cleaning and the nozzle checks and all that. And <clears throat> I turned it off for 12 hours as it recommended in the instructions and said to try it again. And if that didn't correct it, to use the uh, the power cleaning, which mm-hmm. I can do right from the touchpad. Um, should I do that or should I just continue trying to clean it the other way? If you continue to try and clean it the other way, I think you're just going to be banging your head against the wall. Uh, Yeah, there comes a time where the last resort is the power cleaning. Okay. And then, yes, do the power cleaning. We did this on the one that uh, was dropped off for sheer frustration, and it was the same thing. We We had a number of colors not even showing up. And this in this situation, we had to actually hit power cleaning twice, but that printer is working beautifully. Okay, and I'm, but my understanding is it uses a whole lot of ink. Yes, it does. Um, my black is down to about one third full. Mm-hmm. Well, that the black works actually, but I'm sure it's going to get the power clean as well. Yeah, absolutely, you can't pick which nozzle. Okay, so. But a whole a whole lot of ink in terms of those cartridges or those tanks is still negligible. Okay, all right. So I'm going to have to try and do that, and if that doesn't work, well... Well, then you're kind of stuck and needing, I'm pretty sure, a new one. Yeah. I'll try it twice. If that doesn't work, then I'm going to have to hand it off somehow to someone else, I guess. There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. All righty, Gil. You have a great weekend. I know. Uh, We have, actually, a uh, good one here from Linda. Hello. I cannot get premium anywhere in stores. 
she's talking about Malwarebytes, Victoria, or online stores. I go to Malwarebytes' website on my account. They charge you in U.S. dollars each time. 60 bucks Canadian now. A ripoff is said here. Does That's anyone know when the stores will have more stock? My subscription expires next week. Linda, I don't know when the stores are going to get more stock. What I can tell you is I have uh, an account with Malwarebytes. We are, we are a reseller. And I can sell you a license for $40 Canadian. That's much better. That's a lot better, isn't it? Yeah, just come to see Gary at... Uh, uh, just pop in in CS and, and we can just give you a, a printout of a license key or you can bring your computer in and we can install it for you. Uh, it's that simple. It's 40 bucks plus tax. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great alternative. I don't know. I haven't been buying them in stores anymore. I, I come well, to you, you and yeah, I need exactly. to buy them in bulk. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, you buy them from me and Alan buys them from me so we can give everybody just the same deal, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And even at 40 bucks, that makes my PC tune-up deal really good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so back to some iOS news. This is an, an amazing new feature we've all just discovered and Alan had been sharing with the, the group in the group chat. Uh, in iOS 16 and iPadOS 16, uh, if your device is acting up and you need to restart, you can now ask Siri. You can say, hey Siri, restart my iPhone or iPad. Let's see if it works. You'll need to unlock your... Just to confirm, you want to restart this device? Yes. I didn't plan that, but uh, <laughs> she I was guess, within earshot, guess, so we yeah. got a live demo there. You see, you didn't you didn't set mine off. Okay, that's good. Hopefully, no one else has a voice so similar to mine that I just turned off there your, you go. your I device. Have, I have a really nice one here. This, okay. This is from Judy. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you so much for giving up your Saturday morning to host this always most excellent informative program. Oh. I suppose we'll try to forgive Alan for swanning off to another wonderful holiday. Keep safe and well. Cheers. Judy. Thank you, Judy. Judy, thank you. That's it's always nice that 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 listeners are appreciating what we're trying to do here. It's yeah, it's a it's, it's fun. A, it's an honor to to get to come here and and hang out and uh, talk some tech stuff and and help how we can. So and we get to drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, Gary and I are both caffeine <laughs> fiends. It's not a bad thing. Uh, so uh, we're just about to go to a break. I'll fit in one more item here. Uh, Pluto TV is a new ad-supported streaming uh, movie and TV service available in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a free service featuring more than 100 channels and 200,000, uh, sorry, 20,000 hours of content. Uh, series include things like Hawaii Five-O, The Love Boat, Judge Judy. So maybe sounding a little bit dated. Um, it has some Canadian series, uh, Love It or List It, Chopped Canada, and Border Security. I know that's a fun show. Mm -hmm. Uh, those are available on the Canadian version of the app. And you can get it uh, most places, most Apple devices, iPhones, iPads, Apple TV can get the app, uh, Android, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Chromecast, Samsung. So my big question, would it be the original Hawaii Five-O or the remake? Uh, I did not know there was a remake. Eight, nine seasons? <laughs> I'm on season seven now. Okay. Well, yeah, you might get it here. But that's on Netflix. One thing I will... No, wait a sec. That's on Amazon Prime. Okay. N notice I did mention ad supported. Yes. So you're going to have to watch ads. So that rules this one out for me. I cannot tolerate sitting through ads. No, I think you and I, I did talk watch about something, this. I just, I want to watch it. I can't, you want me to remember the last scene at, after three minutes of commercials? No way. Yeah. But hey, uh, you know, if you're on a budget, whatever, you don't mind, you're going to go grab a snack. You know, it gives you, you frequent breaks anyway. Right. So Pluto TV is that one. Uh, and so we're due for a news yeah. break here. We'll be back. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070.
Welcome back to Tech Talk. We're into our final half hour for December 3rd. I'm Gary Beyer, filling in in the big chair for Alan Perry, who's on vacation. With me is... Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. Brian, every year uh, where I'm on one of the Christmas shows, as it gets closer to Christmas... I always reflect on what Christmas is uh, because I'm in retail. I deal with customers who are getting frantic about what they need to buy, what's important, what's going to be, you know, what's going to make their child's life, what's going to make their life. Yeah. And I always have to remember back to when I was young, when my father wrote a column. And a lot of you who still listen to CFAX uh, will remember my father, Hubert Beyer, uh, who also worked for the Daily Colonist, then the Times Colonist, and then finally syndicated himself to 60-some-odd newspapers in B.C., The column is called The Miracle of Christmas Long Ago, and I'm going to indulge myself, and I hope you'll listen along, because this one is very, very poignant to, to what Christmas, to me, should be all about. You always have a choice. You can be cynical about Christmas, detest the crass commercialism with which our merchant class has usurped this day, and say, bah humbug. Or you can be a child again and see the wonder. All you have to do is let your memories go back far enough, and you'll again smell the freshly baked cake and feel the wonderful excitement of those faraway childhood Christmases. Commercialism for its own sake may be bad, but the bearing of gifts is not. Ever since man first found love and compassion in his heart, he has given expression to those emotions by bestowing gifts on others. The most beautiful Christmas gift I can remember was a small bag of potatoes. The year was 1945. I was 10 years old. The guns in Europe had been silent for six months. But the agony was far from over. Europe was a vast killing field, and everywhere people were trying desperately to restore some semblance of order to their lives, which had been so terribly shattered. Christmas 1945 saw Mother and me living in Dusseldorf, a once thriving and beautiful city of 700,000. A mere 30,000 people inhabited what was left of my hometown. We lived like rats in makeshift shelters, in the cellars of the houses that had been blown away by years of air raids. Dad, who had been stationed in northern Norway, had been captured by the British and was not to be released for several more months. My only brother, who had been drafted at the age of 15 and sent to the Russian front in the dying throes of the Nazi Germany, was missing. Mother and I were barely surviving on meager rations of those horrible post-war times. For months, our daily diet consisted of a couple of slices of dry bread and some soup, which we managed to get from the kitchen on a nearby hospital. We had something of a Christmas tree that year, a three-foot-tall weed that could be found growing out of the ruins all around us. The only decoration was some ribbons of colored paper. There were no presents on that Christmas, 1945. The gift of life would have to suffice. In the afternoon of Christmas Eve, Mother and I trooped off to the hospital to scrounge some soup. When we came back, we found a bag of potatoes by the door to our underground living quarters. It must have been five pounds of precious food. We ate like kings that night. There were real potatoes in the soup, and lots of them. With sincere apologies to the fine dining establishments I have had the pleasure of visiting in my later years, none could ever come close to presenting me with the meal like the one Mother and I ate on December, Christmas Eve, 1945. We never found out who that generous donor was. I have been quite satisfied to regard the appearance of those five pounds of potatoes as a Christmas miracle. Memories of that long-ago Christmas have never left me. When my own children were young and eagerly awaiting Christmas, I would think back to that night. I would remember my mother crying with happiness over the anonymous gift of five pounds of potatoes. 
I would count my blessings and pray for the day when no mother anywhere would have to be grateful for being able to give her child a bowl of miserably thin soup with a few potatoes in it. It's now 43 years later. The children are grown up. My white beard and hair would make me a reasonable facsimile for a Santa Claus in any shopping center. And the four grandchildren are looking forward to Christmas with great excitement. Yet, <clears throat> excuse me, you bet there will be certain participation in the commercial aspect of Christmas in our family. Reasonable wishes will be miraculously fulfilled. Children's eyes will shine and their hearts will be gladdened. There will be a huge turkey served at the festive table. There will be a beautifully decorated Christmas tree in the house. And the grandchildren, the children and the grandchildren will come over to celebrate Christmas with us. There will be good food and good cheer in the buyer home is Christmas 1988. And sometime during the evening, I will probably think back to those dark and terrible days that were the legacy of a nightmare my country had inflicted on the world. I will think of the millions who perished, never to see another Christmas. I will think of the agony of the mothers who in a world of plenty must see their children starve to death. I will probably tell my grandchildren about my own Christmas miracle and be grateful that they are granted more than mere survival. I will also think of the belated gift we received in the spring of the following year. My brother came home, safe and sound. So if the commercialism of Christmas gets you down, think back. Somewhere in your childhood memories, there is something I'm sure that will restore your belief in the real meaning of Christmas. Thanks for listening to my father. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, that was, gets me teared up every time. Yeah, it's such a... Um, yeah, inspires you to do some perspective-keeping and, and reframing and thinking and, and just grounding yourself. You know, it's, it's... I remember my dad telling me that story so many times, and he told it to my children uh, as they were growing up. Yeah. And as my grandchildren are growing up, I'm going to make sure that they also understand, to me, what Christmas really means. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're going to get presents and they're going to get money and they're going to get everything they want. Yep. But the real meaning still lies in just the smallest things. So, back to Tech Talk. Oh, thanks, Gary. Uh, well, we do, uh, we have a pretty full phone board here, so let's, Good, uh, let's, go let's to it. jump down here. So, uh, John, with a question about DPI and scanning. Go ahead, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, I got my father's uh, army records from back 1940, and they're typewritten, but the uh, type printing is kind of like back then, I guess. Uh, pretty uh, dim. around the edges. Yeah. If I increase, I want, I'd like to uh, photocopy them. If I increase the DPI from, uh, say, 300 to 4 or 500, would that sharpen up the printing? I don't, 300 is pretty good resolution to be scanning at. It's yeah. strange that you're getting some shadowing on the letters. That's not there in the original it document? Is, it is on the original because oh. that is, that, that's typeset from back in 1940. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, Old typewriters. Um, I think the only way you're going to maybe enhance that is to use some uh, either OCR software, optical character recognition, or frankly, photograph it, and then use some mm -hmm. photo enhancing software. Yeah, if you're just doing like straight photocopies, you know, you can enhance sharpness and things like this, which might be able to clean it up a little bit. I mean, lots of devices can read the text yeah. and re-render it as actually, like actually type it out for you, um, but you want specifically uh, uh, as it was scanned image. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. You know no, the resolution's is, not going to change that, no. really. 300 is pretty good yeah. for print resolution. Yeah. I think this is one that uh, maybe we should forward to Alan. And Alan, if you're listening, it's a good one for you. He mm-hmm. may actually have something that'll work for you. Hey, much appreciated. Okay, yeah, we can, we'll, uh, we'll try to follow up about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, thanks, John. Take care. Welcome back to Tech Talk. We're into our last 17 minutes of the show for December 3rd. I'm Gary Beyer from Tesseract 2.0 Computing, and with me is... Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. We are both taking over for Alan Perry, who is on another well-deserved, well, he thinks it's a well-deserved vacation, leaving us here in the freezing cold. Uh, yeah. It's pretty well-deserved. Alan is... <laughs> I don't know anyone that works more than Alan. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll give you that. Uh, a couple of quick texts. Uh, Carolyn says, thanks, Brian. You restarted my iPad. Good oh, demo. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's when if, you say, hey. Yeah, don't. Hey, Mrs. S. Yeah, um, we were doing a demo of how Siri can reset your iPad or your iPhone for you. So sorry about that. And I got a couple of really nice thank yous for what I just read out. Uh, no, thank you. It's it's This radio show is all about you. And yeah. Let's get back to the phone lines. Sure, yeah, we've got quite full board here. Uh, so, Dave, talking about uh, upgrading or migrating to a new computer system. Hello? Oh, hi, Dave. Hi, um, Gary, this is a question for you. Yes. Um, every couple of years, I get a new computer um, from you. Wonderful. Uh, and what happens is Alan normally transfers all the data and sets it up. Yes. Um, and the latest one was one of those uh, all-in-one guys, which I really love. One of the Dells, yes. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm interested in now is I have one that, um, the one previous to that was a Lenovo that I got from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to know is, is this something that you would want back? I, I seem to recall that uh, last year or sometime you were talking about giving computers to different uh, groups, oh. whether it was shelters or whatever. We have a program where anybody who desperately needs a computer, we give them computers. So I work with uh, some churches. I work with charities. We give away somewhere between 50 and 70 computers a year now. So, yes, if you've got something I can use mm-hmm. uh, that we can refurbish, if I have to put a new hard drive in it, doesn't matter. Uh, we have a stock of computers that are there for people who need them. Okay, so I can just bring it in. Uh, how do I know um, whether you want this or not before bringing it in? Well, you'll drop it, uh, you'll drop it off, and I'll let you know right away whether I can use it or not. And, frankly, if it's no longer usable, we do full recycling sustainably. Fantastic day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a great thing to consider is uh, when you're upgrading your computers, if there's still life in the old one, Absolutely. Uh, you can look at donating. I know A10 works with, at MaxN, works with an organization. Uh, I think it, I'm not sure if it's, it's for uh, rehousing women and... Bridges for women. Bridges for women. Yeah, we've Thank done you. We've done work that's with them one. in the past, uh, given them some laptops. Uh, we work, like I say, the Anglican Diocese. We've worked with them on for their refugee program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do work with a number of them. Yes. yes Including so. Santos Anonymous. Yes, yeah, you've got a donation. By the way, just just so all of you know, we are a drop-off point for toys and for cash if needed uh, for CFAX Santos Anonymous. Thanks for doing that. Bring them in. Yeah. Oh, back to the phones. I believe we have Steen on the line. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) We did. Well, I guess we have Kevin on the line. Kevin on the line. Sorry, Steen. Kevin, how can we help you? Oh, I just want to say what you just read from your father's writings was beautiful. You brought me to tears. I'm I'm married to a woman who, like you, it sounds, my her mother was trapped behind the German lines, not a supporter of the Nazis, but had no yep. means to get out of the country. 
and she suffered. They had yeah. to sit in the dark at night in the quiet so the British couldn't bomb the cities. Um, my people fled from Ukraine because my grandfather had affluence, heard of what's going on in Germany and their uh, movement uh, east into Poland and yeah. Ukraine. So is there a place where I can access that and print it down? Absolutely. You can go to hubertbuyer.com. There is a search box. Just type in Christmas, search. It'll be the first one that comes up. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. That's, uh, Thank you. It's, it's wonderful. Thanks, Have Kevin. a good Christmas, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we connected say. with you, Kevin, and that, uh, and that you could read this for, that yeah. for us, Gary. Let's, uh, uh, we're quickly, pretty short on time. Let's, Let's uh, fit in one last break. Yeah. And then Steen. Yes. Steen's back. Welcome back to the last 10 minutes of Tech Talk for December 3rd. Uh, I'm Gary Beyer from Tesseract 2.0 Computing. With me is Brian. Pavlicich, a Tech Talk producer. You know your last name. This is good. We're filling in for Alan, who's decided, yes, he's on a well-deserved vacation. See, I said it. There you go. It's well-deserved. Uh, we do have a number of people on the phones. Let's start with Steen. Yeah, thanks for calling back, Steen. How can we help you? Uh, hi, Gary. Steen here. Yeah. Sorry, we dropped stink there. Uh, I have a very, very easy question. Uh, when Al, about three years ago, Alan gave me the, uh, the the formula that I've been using ever since, the formula for using on past to, to come up with passwords. Mm-hmm. And I have a who would like to get in on that. And is there somewhere in the, I, I have your Tech Talk show notes in front of me on the laptop. Is there somewhere in there a, a quick screed that I can print and send to her? Uh, no, we don't have that available online. That's a that, you know a formula and a curriculum that Alan developed, and he um, he teaches it. Uh, and okay. usually, he would have to sit down sit down with you to do it. Um, so sure. you could yeah, you could pass that on or, or or get in touch with Alan. He might be able to share, share some resources. Well, I'll, I'll, I've been using it for a long, long time, so I think I know enough of it. I can send the to her, so that's great. Super, I just want to make sure there wasn't, wasn't an easier way. Great, guys. Keep it up. Steen, uh, while we have yeah. you, we're always talking about password security. How do you yeah. like the password formula? How do you do? You, oh, how much easier is life? It's great. I, I use it 100%. It's really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, good to yeah. hear. All right. Okay. Uh, you take care, Ian. That, and that, thing, that, that uh, website, how, how secure is your password? Uh, according to it, it would take 300 million years to, to crack the password, so I guess it's pretty secure. Yes. That's a lot more secure than mine. Mine only takes, I think, 2,000 or 3,000 years. Oh, no, my. this is in the, in the millions. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. Stan, you have a great weekend, okay? Great. You too. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, okay. Got a text here, if that's okay. Yeah. Hi, Gary and Brian. I have a Dell 9020 ultra small form factor. I've been told to only use OEM drivers versus letting Microsoft do the drivers. Can you please explain how to do? Yeah. Well, there's a number of ways. Um, You can use the Microsoft way of doing it. So you go to uh, settings, uh, updates, run updates, and then you'll see one that says optional updates. Yes. Under that, you will see a whole list of drivers and you check off the drivers. Mm -hmm. That will get you most of the factory drivers for your product. With Dell, the other thing you can do is go to dell.com, which will take you to dell.ca. You'll go to support drivers. It will ask you for your service tag, at which Mm -hmm. point it will bring up all of the drivers for your product that are Dell factory drivers. And you can then click install all. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, 
the Windows updaters aren't always perfect. Gary no. and I were talking about this in the break. I'll often go in and you know check a driver for something, hit update, and it says, oh, this 2010 driver is the yeah. latest one, whereas you know I'll go to the website and see that there's a 2022 yeah, that's, driver that's out. That's because Microsoft doesn't do drivers for that particular product, so it mm-hmm. installs the latest Microsoft driver for, let's say, uh, a video card. But yeah. it doesn't see that video card, so it installs the basic Microsoft driver. Yeah, so always, I mean, it's quite simple. If you're having to deal with drivers, if you have a new printer, put in the model of your printer, say drivers, make sure you're going to the company's actual website, like Epson or whatever, yeah. and they'll have a page there with drivers. You're going to download that file and run it, and it will install the drivers and the utilities you need. It's, it's very similar for any kind of driver device, just making sure you're on the genuine site. You're not yes. just, just downloading anything from anyone. So while we are still on texts, I have an HP Envy laptop. The plug has been caught in an, in a Chesterfield when leg goes down. At least 15 <laughs> band-aids on electrical cord. That's not good. Yeah. I need two mu slash used plugs with the blue color inside. The other laptop is also HP, but different model, same cord. The part that goes into the computer is bent. Where can I get two of these? Judy, if you pop by the store, um, I can order those from my suppliers. Takes about two or three days to get them. I believe they're about thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, if I have some used ones, I'll give them to you for a little bit less money. But it's it's generally yeah. Yeah, I can, get, I can definitely get them for you. Gary's my go to for that. You could run all around town trying to find old Lenovo chargers or whatever. But Gary might have one, and he has the resources to get them to you, you pretty quick you, and so. affordably. So yeah, just yeah. pop on in, Judy, and we'll see how we can help you. Cool. Uh, so an interesting story here. Uh, the BC Medical Services Commission has applied for an injunction to stop TELUS's Life Plus program from charging membership fees to patients in exchange p- for prefer- <laughs> preferential 24-7 access to healthcare practitioners. Mm. This is like we're talking about those wristbands that let you skip well, the line. TELUS was charging people more to get jumped into their line well, they're for TELUS actually, Health. They're actually doing something that is against the uh, Canada Health Act. They are uh, charging extra money for you to be able to access a doctor. So yes. it's it's political. It's uh, TELUS is doing some wonderful work with, with what they're doing with healthcare. However, this is political and we're going to try and stay away from that. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's tech related. People are switching to using their computers to get to their doctors, especially because well, it's so hard to find I talk, a doctor I talk these with days. My, I talk with my doctor over video at least twice a year, yep. uh, except when it comes to my physical, which is in person. Sure. Um, the technology behind that, I mean, there's DoxyMe, there's all kinds of programs that doctors are using. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is TELUS is using a proprietary program to give you access to a doctor, but they're charging you for that. Yes. Your doctor legally cannot charge you for that. Right. It's almost like if I stood in front of a clinic and brought one of those like little uh, nightclub sashes and said like, okay, I'm managing this line. I'm open to bribes. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a doctor over here, but he's going to charge you $50 and he's going to bill BC, BC uh, Health. So no. Right. No. So actually there was um, uh, one, to one of the, uh, what we call it, at, sorry, Mark uh, Winston, uh, 72, is a university professor who has one of the written affidavits that they were... Uh, if you wanted to continue seeing his doctor, which switched to online services, he was going to have to be paying uh, between two and three thousand dollars a year yep. just to still have access to his doctor. That's right. And he could have gone in otherwise, but they were not offering, you know, in, per his affidavit, they were not offering him these services unless he signed up for this pro plan. So, don't pay this. Hopefully, this is going to all wash out, and this will be officially illegal, yeah. and they will remove this service. I, it's it's upsetting that they're, you know, our health services are hard enough to access at times. Yeah. I don't put them behind a paywall. 
soapbox. So, sorry, heavy thing <laughs> to end good. the show with. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what else have we got? Yeah, so uh, uh, parties have concluded the evidentiary portion of the comp- uh, Competition Tribunal's Rogers-Shaw merger. Uh, so, reps for the Competition Bureau, Rogers and Shaw, will present final arguments on December 13th and 14th. Uh, and then Chief Justice Paul Crampton, who is overseeing the hearing uh, as a member of three in a panel, says they are hoping for a ruling, get this, before Christmas. Mm, yeah. I, 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 I think the ruling for the, the original estimate of midway through next year is maybe more realistic. There's just too many things that I need to line up for this. Now, let's get to, let's get to one of the beauties, Twitter. <laughs> oh, Twitter. How did we not mention Yee. Twitter yet? Yee, the artist formerly known oh. as... Kanye West has been resuspended from Twitter, this time by new owner Elon Musk, after Yee tweeted a picture of a swastika inside a Star of David. He was previously suspended for anti-Semitic tweets, but was allowed back on the platform after, after Musk took over. Now, this is an interesting one. Musk took over saying, free speech for everyone. Yes. Except when he doesn't like it. Well, or hate speech or inciting violence. There you go. When, when he doesn't like it. So this is an interesting one. Meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Twitter is trying to lure back big advertisers who have left the platform in droves since Musk bought it by offering them buy one ad, get one free if they spend more than $500,000 US. <laughs> uh, hey, I think I'll sign fire. up for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, also what is, uh, so former Twitter, Twitter employees have spoken out saying that uh, many of the changes Musk has been making uh were something that they had previously tested but never implemented because they had it learned that it didn't, didn't work. work. Exactly. Um, you know, Musk on November 9th tweeted, Twitter will do lots of dumb things in the coming months and he is not disappointing us. Uh, and I think one last news point we'll get to, uh, Elon Musk again is saying his Neuralink, tech, uh, Neuralink company, and uh, neurotechnology company, uh, starting human clinical trials in the next six months uh, for their wireless brain chip to allow... Uh, people with physical disabilities to try to interface with a computer or their tech. That's exciting news. It's it a, it's exciting. worries me that this guy, watching he what he's doing it. to Twitter, I, ah. I'm amazed that Starlink and any of these other companies are able to exist because uh, he no. seems like such a fool right now. And at the bottom of the show notes, finally coming soon to an intersection near you, the annual meeting of the Summer Tires Club. And as Alan oh, would yes. say, and so it goes.